Hello, my friends. It's Matt Walker here from the Choir Director Corner. I hope you are doing well. I know it is getting to one of the busiest times of year. There's lots of things going on at this point of the year. One of the things that we've been working on recently was the Iowa All-State Chorus. And the director of the Iowa All-State Chorus this year was the wonderful, fantastic Dr. Edith Copley. Dr. Copley is the Regents Professor Emeritus from Northern Arizona University and actually grew up and went to school here in Iowa. And she was incredible taking uh, our Iowa All-State Chorus members through the music this weekend and then through the festival concert. And throughout the weekend, Dr. Copley would share important rehearsal concepts with the singers. And as I was sitting there listening, watching rehearsals, I said to myself, these are concepts that really need to be shared with our Choir Director Corner community. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five of these amazing rehearsal nuggets from Dr. Copley. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to share with you where you can get a whole page of rehearsal wisdom directly from Dr. Edith Copley. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. As I said in the intro, we've got rehearsal wisdom from Dr. Edith Copley, the Regents Professor Emeritus from Northern Arizona University. And she was the director of the Iowa All-State Chorus this past, uh, just a couple weeks ago, actually. And if you're unfamiliar with uh, the Iowa All-State Chorus, we select 600 singers from across the state. And so I believe it's one of the largest All-State Choruses in the nation. And so we also have an All-State Orchestra and an All-State Band. And so it all comes together in one music festival, uh, usually uh, third weekend of November. And so Dr. Copley was the uh, was the director of the All-State Chorus this year. And one of the great things about the festival as a director is that you can sit in on almost all of the rehearsals. Their very last rehearsal is a closed rehearsal in the performance space. But other than that, you can sit in um, and take note of what the director is doing, you know, how she's going through, uh, he or she is going through uh, certain pieces of music, certain challenges, and how they uh, tackle those challenges with the singers, and also what kinds of things do they emphasize when rehearsing these pieces of music. And so throughout the weekend, sitting in rehearsals, uh, Dr. Copley would share uh, important rehearsal concepts of choral singing with the members of the Iowa All-State Chorus. And as I'm sitting there watching and listening, I'm thinking to myself, these really need to be shared with our community because you are going to get so much uh, out of these nuggets of rehearsal wisdom from Dr. Copley. So I'd like to share with you five of those today. And then at the end of the episode, I'll tell you where you can get a handout that is full 
of these rehearsal concepts from Dr. Edith Copley. She visited Iowa uh, for one of our summer conventions a number of years ago. And her uh, workshop or her session was very much on um, different rehearsal techniques. And so uh, of that handout, there was one of the pages was a whole list. And so I have posted that somewhere where you can get a whole list of nuggets of rehearsal wisdom from Dr. Copley. So I think it's something that you're going to get a lot of use, a lot of practical use, and a lot of value uh, in today's episode. So the first rehearsal concept that I wanted to share with you is talking about trying to achieve legato style. And Dr. Copley said, to achieve legato style, energize the back half of the note as it moves to the next note. And so at that time, they were rehearsing uh, Song of Triumph was the piece by Dale Grotenheis. And um, you could immediately sort of sense the the change in phrasing once she asked them to do this. You know, and it's not, you know, anything sort of magical that she had to do. But in this case, it was literally stopping and asking them to sort of change their mindset a little bit and how they were phrasing, uh, how they were dealing with the phrasing of those particular phrases of the music. And so by saying to them, energize the back half of the note, you can immediately sense the change in phrasing. And this is something that I've used uh, in this past week as we are currently getting ready for our next concert here just next week. And using this idea of energizing that back half of the note. A lot of times our singers, maybe the onset is very good, but then they don't continue that through the end of the note. And this is asking them to not only continue, but to re-energize that back half of the note. So I thought that was a great, uh, great nugget of rehearsal wisdom, a great concept to share with singers. So that's number one. Number two was talking about consonants. And so as the choir uh, was rehearsing, uh, part of it, of course, was they were all masked. But uh, once you get to the concert, it's at Iowa State University in their big uh, basketball stadium. So it's almost really a big barn, essentially. Not great acoustically, I will say. Uh, and then you've got 600 singers that you're dealing with as well. And so consonants, getting the consonants to be crisp and clean and also together as well. But she was really, I think, struggling them enunciating the text a little bit. And so this was the concept that she shared with them. Consonants do not need muscular strength. They need air turbulence. And I love that phrase that she used with them, air turbulence, because that's just different than just saying, oh, you just need to use more air. Air turbulence says a very different thing. Yeah. And then she added to that, let the air carry the consonants. And the one consonant they were really struggling with was the K concert, uh, consonant. And uh, same thing in a couple of my recent rehearsals, uh, a couple of uh, phrases where usually it's the word ending with a K. And it's just not clear. It's not clean. It's not enunciated well. And it's because 
to have that sound, you really have to have more air behind it. So I, I really loved how she communicated that to the singers, was talking about air turbulence. So that's number two. Number three, there was a moment in uh, rehearsing one of the pieces where uh, the choir was dragging. And you can probably imagine that. Yeah, it's 600 singers. It's in this huge, huge auditorium. You know, the back row of these singers are probably, goodness, 30, 40 yards away from her, you know. And so keeping everything together is just in being able to do that is a minor miracle in and of itself. And so there was a m multiple moments in the rehearsal where the choir was dragging. And so the f uh, saying or the concept that she shared with the choir was the conductor is the one that shows the big beats, but it is the singers that are the engine of the locomotive. And so, and then she added to that, there must always be constant subdivision. So the director is showing those main points of contact, right? Those big beats, but the singers are the ones that always have to do, 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 do. always have that constant subdivision in the back of their brains, right? There's a number of ways that you can do that. You know, you can uh, have singers pulse their tone, um, you know, as they're singing. So they're singing every eighth note, essentially, uh, or, you know, if you're in 4-4, four, four, every eighth note. Um, what she uh, had the choir do was, and what she really emphasized was, the power of count singing. And she shared this with the singers. She said, I've been in ensembles where we would count sing the whole time through the rehearsal process and then add text at the dress rehearsal because we were working so hard to keep things together. Now, I might not advocate for that. I'm guessing that was a pretty advanced ensemble, don't you? But... I think if you, you can get your singers uh, to buy into just doing some basic count singing, that's really going to help with that idea of constant subdivision and keeping uh, the choir always singing together and really working against that, uh, that challenge that we sometimes face in that our choir is dragging. So that is number three. Number four, the fourth nugget of rehearsal wisdom from Dr. Copley. Ascending intervals greater than a third sing the top note lighter than the bottom note. And at this point, they were rehearsing uh, Haydn's Kyrie Eleison from his Lord Nelson Mass. And it was the basses, the poor basses. I think it was an octave. It wasn't even just a third. It was an octave. And they were singing that top note, trying to sing um, basically how they sang the bottom note with that same sort of weight to it. And so she stopped and had them sing it again. And that is when she shared this concept with them. And then they could take that and apply it to other sections of the choir in different moments of the piece. But yeah, when you're singing, again, any interval greater than a third, sing the top note lighter than they sing the 
bottom note. And once they started to do that, it really had uh, a, a positive impact on how they were singing some of those phrases in that Haydn piece. And it just took away the weight, um, the really unnecessary weight of some of those high notes. So that was uh, had a very positive effect on the singing of the choir. So that's number four. And finally, number five. As you can imagine, almost two full days of rehearsal, once you get down to it, they actually started Thursday evening and then rehearsed all day Friday, most of the day on Saturday and then the concert Saturday night. You can imagine that at some point, singers start to go on autopilot, right? And so um, Dr. Copley at one point stopped them, and this is what she said to them. She said, don't just sing. We never just sing. It should always be about tone. Sing with the most beautiful sound you can produce all the time. And that, I think, was something where the singers could tell they were just not being consistent. She sure, she could certainly tell that they were not being consistent because there are moments of wonderful singing. And then there are also moments where you could tell they're just kind of going through the motions. And I've shared that phrase with my choirs since that moment as well. And just really reemphasizing to them every note that they sing. We want to make sure that it is the most beautiful sound, the best possible sound that they can produce at that moment. Are we going to have days that we're tired vocally? Yes. Are we going to have days, especially getting into flu season and cold season, where we're not 100%? Absolutely. But if you can have your singers do their best possible sound consistently every single rehearsal, well, then that's what's going to show up at, at the concert. It's like the old uh, saying from Aristotle, you know, excellence is a habit. It's what we do consistently. And so if we are consistently doing our very, very best, that's what's going to show up then at the concert. If we are, you know, often just kind of going through the motions and putting in all the pilot. Well, when you get into that performance setting, that is what your body, that's what your voice is going to remember. And so having them just being consistent and again, all about tone. And I uh, really appreciated her saying that to the choir and really re-emphasizing that with the singers. Um, and so I hope that is something that those singers then can take and share with their colleagues uh, in their home choirs uh, back at their, their home school. Well, those are the five nuggets of rehearsal wisdom from the amazing Dr. Edith Copley. Now, if you would like to get a hold of a whole page of these different uh, rehearsal concepts from Dr. Copley, uh, as I mentioned, she did a session with the Iowa Summer Conference a number of years ago, uh, Iowa Choral Directors Association, and part of that handout was a whole page. I believe there are 23 different rehearsal concepts. So I have taken uh, that 
page of that handout and I'm going to post it on my blog on the Choir Director Corner website. So you can simply head over to the blog and you can uh, take a screenshot of that or save that and then go through that uh, whenever time allows and see which of those rehearsal concepts you can take and sort of get a quick win, yeah? Look for the ones on that page that will help you and your singers get a quick win. And then look at maybe some of them where you know that those are concepts that you want to work towards, but that you may have some um, some uh, other things to do to get your singers to that point. Yeah, maybe it's not the quickest win. Maybe I need to teach them some other things in order to get to that point. So if you would like to uh, get a hold of a copy of that uh, handout from the amazing Dr. Copley, head over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash rehearsal concepts. Again, that's choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash rehearsal concepts and start putting the rehearsal wisdom of Dr. Copley and taking that and incorporating that into your own rehearsals. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope this episode has inspired you and motivated you to bring some new rehearsal concepts to your rehearsals and to the singers in your choirs. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner community membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. <laughs>